DTCM. Hello and good day. On Darrell Teague's Creative Mind, we discuss art theory and art concepts. We are nearing the end of November 2019 and it's getting super cold and I'm not a big fan but safe travels out there. Be safe in the cold. So today we're going to continue with the elements of art and we will specifically look at line. So if you are an art lover like myself, be sure please to listen to the other podcasts I have about art. I've covered topics such as creativity, nude art, and the element of color, all in an effort to spread art further around the world to educate artists beyond the typical how-to-draw advice. So today we'll continue on with the elements of art. And we'll specifically look at line. I mentioned that before. And let's go right into the de definition of line. We can strictly define it as a path that is traced by a moving point. Super easy, right? That comes from Mark Gatlin's book, Living With Art. And you, you see, like, lines are in almost all facets of life. It's an element that we often use outside of art. And we see them in writing in architecture, you know, letters are just the symbols that are made from lines that represent sounds. So lines, you know, made with a pencil or a pen suggest and indicate boundaries between objects or boundaries between the objects in the outside world. And this is done with an outline or a contour line. And lines can express themselves in the way that they are created. So you see small lines in a particular pattern can resemble fur small lines going in one particular direction, maybe just astray to look like animal fur. Or you can see long lines that are wavy, curvy, and they could re represent air, water, or rolling hills. So lines can remind us of things that we see in nature. Lines that are arranged in such a way that represents a tree are easy for us to discern what the lines are telling us. This is how artists use lines to create a representation of something that we see, and that is art. Lines can imply meaning. You know, as I mentioned before, curved lines can be elegant and smooth. Well, straight lines can imply structure, order, or even rigidity. And, and especially if they're arranged in a pattern. You think like vertical lines up and down that are arranged in a particular pattern it can they can resemble a fence or a building it's kind of like you know something that was created for mankind and the vertical part of the tree the trunk is kind of what i mentioned before the structure order or rigidity and can even resemble strength and even think of lines on the roads that we drive on they give us direction and keep us in the boundaries that's exactly what lines do in art. They direct our eyes and allow our eye to flow across a work of art. And that's the function of them. And without them, you might look at a painting or a piece of art and be stuck as to where to go from there. It's an interesting nuanced part of art that you can look at a portion of a painting and your eyes can go to the left, right, lower, you can move in a circular pattern. There's a particular path that human eyeballs move across a painting, and lines literally help you trace a path from one point to another. It helps you when you see a painting, you were able to see and consume the painting 
and you're able to see, consume more of it because you can move from one point to another. And it is easy for you to do that because the painting is structured that way. If it weren't, you might be stuck and you couldn't consume all of the painting or you might even lose interest quicker. I want to do an example of what I mean by doing a small line analysis of a painting. And before I mention the painting, it is because it's my favorite painting. It's because my grandmother had me listen to Don McLean's classic songs, like the guy who recorded American Pie, Jerusalem, Vincent. So the last song emphasizes Van Gogh's life and art, Vincent Van Gogh. And you already know where I'm going. I'm toward Starry Night. So when you see Starry Night, your eye is directed you know, towards a giant black shape on the left. I used to think it was a castle, but it's actually a tree or like a bush. And you see the lines of the sky behind it, and they have a flow from left to right, and the exception being the stars. The stars have like a circular pattern of lines around them. The turbulence of the air and the feeling that Van Gogh had at the time manifests in the lines that move in that fashion. It flows and directs your eye from left to right. And then you see the rolling hills in the distant sky. You see the hills lit by the rising sun because this is, in reality, a painting of dawn. However, it was late, but not truly late night. Your eyes are then directed towards the darker hills, back down towards the bush where the sun has not hit yet. To the left and then down to the left of the bush, you start to notice a little bit of detail in the houses in the village to the lower right. And the trees will all add to detail, but you didn't see much of that was on the lower side of the painting. It had to direct you there. It's typically really not the first place you see. And it's amazing how an artist will use that. And that's a quick line analysis of one of my favorite paintings. And you can do this with literally any painting and come to a conclusion. And I think that the conclusion would be that lines like are or are not helpful in regarding to a particular work of art. So if if you happen to do a line analysis and figured it didn't help you move across the painting, then I guess that's, that's what it does for you. And it, it is very subjective, but definitely the majority of people, a trained eye like, like someone like, like an artist, I guess, might look at a painting different than normally. But it's amazing that artists understand how instinctively how the eye moves across paintings and how the eye moves across the space that it that it can see. And when it sees a painting, the artist can portray the direction of movement uh, just, just simply by implied lines or actual lines. But I would like to move on and quote from Mark Gatlin's book again, The Living with Art. And it reads that we use line to record the borders of form and to convey the direction of movement. And just what I was just saying, the both form and movement are principles that we will cover in another episode. But this is what I mean when I analyze Starry Night. The lines most definitely gave direction and movement to the painting for the audience. Different mediums use the same idea. You can see comics and cartoon art use contour lines for movement. You can see action shots that use like motion lines or that help, you know, convey motion to one area of a space or another. It is used when the character throws an object or swings their fists or when a hero leaps into the air. You know, you see like patterned lines that are used when the objects in this medium in cartoon and 
in comics. They're used when action is done, when energy is applied. So it allows the reader to pick up on that. And it completes uh, parts of the story. I think that lines are done with cartoon and comics because they're quick and they're easier. You know, mostly. And they're simpler um, compared to other ways of drawing. The white background with the black outline is easily distinguishable for the human mind. We need not of all the color or the shadows from shading or the highlights from light. We don't even need the texture of someone's face in order to recognize their face in a line drawing. You know, so we're able to recognize a person or objects or objects with line drawings, which give lines incredible power to create art and and to create a story or narrative that the audience can follow. Furthermore, I think it also makes art quick and more efficient for the artist, and that is sometimes valuable for the artist. I think this is because implied lines and blending takes more time and skill to pull off. And simple line drawings are used in, you know, for storyboard drawings or in drawing basic shapes before adding detail. And comics are often drawn in many parts. A pencil artist might even send the drawing, pencil drawing, to an ink artist who will then apply black ink, either like digitally or traditionally. The piece is then sent to a color artist who will do the same thing, either on a computer or just, you know, with normal natural materials. And then finally, someone will add in the text and the speech bubbles. And that's not even getting into the story creation or the editing, which are all wonderful parts of the creative process. You see how the lines help comics and cartoons create a world that we can perceive using a simplified version of the objects and people that we interact with. So you've heard me use the term implied lines. (laughs) So you can see implied lines from two objects that touch each other or overlap each other. So the obvious difference between them, think of a line that's created when one object ends and another begins. An example is a doorway and the side of a wall. There isn't a line that is drawn with a tool. Both materials are just cut in a way that looks like one ends and the other begins. And between those two objects is a perceivable line. And it may be hard to visualize in this audio, but I will put up examples in my social media as many lines as I can so anyone who is a little confused can see. I put that on my Instagram, my Twitter, LinkedIn. I'll put that up on my Amino as well. And examples of lines might help clarify what lines are, um, what lines are implied, and to show like how many implied lines there are around in our lives. I just completed a painting using painter's tape, and the tape covered part of the canvas, so it was white when I pulled it off. What was left were white lines surrounded by paint, and that created kind of a cool design. I'll put that up on my social as well. Implied lines typically take more time and more skill to create because the shading and extra detail requires extra practice, extra skill that you need in order to draw realism. So what I did was use a painter's tape to create white lines on the painting was an easy way to create that effect. And rather than paint them myself, but also use the lines to direct your eye a certain way. There's, there, are, there is one diagonal line throughout the entire painting, and that's that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to guide your eye from one side of the painting to the other, and then I think your eye will naturally go from the top to bottom. So back to implied lines and realism, you see pencil and charcoal drawings rely heavily on implied lines. 
And that is the way that artists achieve realism, you know, the greatest extent that we can. It's especially true for blended drawings and paintings. When you're blending the charcoal or the graphite or the paint into other, you know, uh, other paint or into a darker or lighter shade, create a 3D object or person on a 2D surface. So I'd like to move back to direction and movement. I want to examine the idea that, that we have a natural instinct and reaction to lines. And that it's related to our experience of gravity. Our experience of being is really two-dimensional. In a 3D world, it's, and we're, it's kind of skewed for us because we have a very limited perspective. And it isn't truly 3D. And as a result, we see lines that are vertical as being strong and assertive. Diagonal lines seem to be gravity-defying and have energy of action. That could come down to the leap of a predator or the flight of birds. That direction that we see in nature is related to lines. And moreover, lines give us attention to line of sight or the pointing of a finger or a route of travel. These mental lines that we instinctively follow with our eyes, it's been with us forever, and that's what artists use. The, the paintings of water that are horizontal, and they look like still water. And sometimes if the water is active, we see crashing, jagged, or wavy lines. Lines are just an extension of our observations of the world. Painters literally use mathematics with slope and linear contour to, to emphasize and apply lines to their paintings. It's an interesting skill for an artist to not only create beautiful things, but to use the facets of our human experience, not against us, but for us. And artists emphasize how we experience real life through art. <laughs> so I figured this was going to be a quick episode and I would like to wind it down now. Thank you for reading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I really appreciate anyone who hears my message about art. The mission objective is to further spread art around the world and to cover the world in everybody's minds with art. As usual, I implore creative people to share their creative works with me on social media. I would like to see how you use lines in your paintings, your drawings, or interesting ways that you create lines with the tools or mediums that you use. I would love to see what you're creating. My social media links are listed in the link tree. Talk to me. Bye.